Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's that time to talk about the National Football League. It's week number nine. I'm once again joined by Bill in Florida. And Bill, week eight, another week of interesting games. And you got the best of me on that 49er Ram game. Oh, I'm not going to talk trashy on the podcast again. I know that much. I'll tell you one thing. The um, the 49ers have an abundance of weapons. And once they get Debo Samuel back and they get all those you know crazy shifts and offensive movement going on, it's going to be amazing to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nine weeks in, nine weeks to go. And I'm loving every second of it. Just love the NFL. No doubt. So let's uh, take a look at the week eight results. The dogs had another good week, nine and six against the spread. The road teams had another good week, nine and six against the spread. And I keep thinking the overs are going to step up, but the unders won again last week, eight and seven to the under. So year to date, the dogs are now 50 or excuse me, 70 and 52. 57.3%. The road teams are still beating the juice at 65 and 58. The unders, 73 and 49. That's 59.8%. Best teams against the spread? Well, it's no longer the Falcons on top. I've been fading them the last two weeks, so I feel good about that. It's the Cowboys, the Giants, the Falcons, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Bills that have just two losses against the number. The bottom against the spread teams include the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Jaguars. They all have just two wins against the spread. And the Rams or the Bucs will get number three this week since they play each other. The under team so far this year, the Bills, the Broncos, and the Colts have just one over so far this season. The over teams, the Lions, the Browns, and the Raiders have just two unders so far this year. So like Bill said, eight weeks down. Nine weeks to go, or actually, Bill said it, nine weeks down, nine to go. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Bill, please lead us off with a winner. Let's go to Soldier Field up in Chicago, where the Dolphins travel to Chicago to visit the Bears. Now, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I think it's going to be pretty ugly. The the forecast currently calls for a little bit of rain. I think it goes to the team, whoever can run the ball better. David Montgomery had a great uh, week last week. So did Khalil Herbert. He's still there. And Justin Fields is another one who, you know, can really run the ball and keep the clock moving, keep the time kicking off. The the play here, though, I think is the under, the under 44 points. The the Dolphins are 1-4 against the spread this year. And the over is 0-7 in Dolphins games. After the last game, they went over the points total. So I really like the over there. And the over is three and five this year in Dolphins games. So I really like the under there. I said over earlier, but I like the under there, under the 44 points. And uh, AJ, what's your first pick this week? 
I'm just going to comment on your Miami Chicago pick quick. It's the windy city. It's not mm-hmm. an easy city to throw in. You sprinkle in a little rain. We saw the 49ers played there in week. Uh, what was that? The first week of the season. Yeah, they struggled yeah. offensively. I like that under it's sneaky, especially since a lot of the public is probably going to be on the Dolphins to the over after they watch them, you know, light up the scoreboard against Detroit. But at Chicago, completely a different environment than at Detroit. My first pick is going to be on the Los Angeles Chargers minus the three at the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm still on auto fade of the Falcons. We've now won back to back weeks betting against him. So I like that. But auto fade or no auto fade, this is actually my favorite play of the week. The Falcons lead Bills division, and yet they rank 31st on defense, giving up 6.3 yards per play. Now, I like the Panthers, but the Panthers lit them up last week. The Falcons lucked out in that game as the Panthers missed a PAT and a field goal to win it. The Chargers, meanwhile, they're coming off of a bye after a ugly home loss to the Seahawks. I refuse to believe the Falcons are for real. The Chargers scored 34 at Houston. 30 at Cleveland. The Falcons are giving up more points than those two teams per game. I expect it to be a good day to be a Charger fan, and I'm going to be loading up on the prop plays come Sunday on the LA Chargers. I'm playing the Chargers minus the three. Back to you, Bill. I like that pick. I think the Falcons at home are pretty tough, tougher than you would expect, but I I like that pick. I think the Chargers coming off of a bye week like they are, I think that's going to be a really good pick for you. I think that's Probably one I agree with. But the let's next one, it. let's, yeah, let's cash it. So, but the next one is uh, for me personally, going to Jacksonville where the Raiders travel and the Jacksonville are a home underdog. And you know how much I love the home underdogs. But here's the thing is that the Raiders in their last seven games as road favorites are 0 7. And you're talking about a defense in Jacksonville that's the 10th in points per game given up. Only 19 points per game. And Jacksonville's uh, Jacksonville's offense is scoring 21 in the game. I really think this is a good game where they're going to get ahead. They're going to run with Travis Entian, who looked great as the feature back. He really carried the load. He needs to get the fumbles under control, but I think that'll happen. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. I think his um I think his turnover ratio will come down, but I don't think the Raiders have what it takes. And now I know that the Jags are coming from London. And I know the Raiders stayed on the East Coast after losing to uh, New Orleans last week. But I still like the Jags giving up a point and a half at home. I still think they're going to cover. I still think they're going to win, win straight up. So the, the play here is the Jags plus the 1.5 points. And your third pick? Well, I got to comment on that pick too here, Bill. Uh, first of okay. all, I hope the Jaguars win, not only for you, but I'm a little bitter at the Raiders. I had both Derek Carr and Devontae Adams in fantasy, so they mm-hmm. absolutely killed me last week. So I'm holding a grudge. I'm cheering against him. And then I want to ask a question off the gambling topic for you. You're a Florida guy. You support all the Florida teams. Yep. As of today, give me your projection on where Trevor Lawrence is in 10 years. Is he a superstar? Is he a backup quarterback? Is he just surviving as a starter where do you think his upside now is at this point in his career just curious i think his upside is probably not a superstar but just a notch below it it depends on the consistency that he has with um you know doug peterson and head coach let's see if they can build that let's see if they can stay injury free i think this team is way too talented to be you know 
you know, two and four or whatever they are right now. I think they're way too talented. I think they, they're a young team that needs to learn how to win. And I think once Trevor Lawrence learns how to win, learns how to close these games out, I think he's going to be close to a superstar. But right now, I think he's like, and to, to t- turn it right back to your Vikings, I think he's close. He's going to be close to a Kirk Cousins, but I think he's going to have more success in the postseason. That's, that's my opinion oh. on Trevor. Okay, that's a cheap shot, so I'm going to get no, it's not. and not even comment on that. Um, my second pick is the Minnesota Vikings minus the three and a half at the Washington commanders. So my, oh my, the purple Kool-Aid is overflowing for me this week. My team with Kurt cousins, who bill just took the cheap shot at with Delvin cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen one out and landed one of my favorite offensive tight ends in TJ Hawkinson this week. He went to school at Iowa, but I'm willing to look past that character flaw. This guy's going to be good. The rich just got richer. And this week is all about Kirk Cousins for me. This is his first time that he makes a return to Washington. The last time he played the Commanders was in Minneapolis, but this time he goes back to Washington. So get ready to lock in your Kirk and Justin Jefferson prop bets once they post, because these guys are going to explode on Sunday Hop on the bandwagon. Kirk is coming back to Washington with a loaded roster. I tip my cap to Ron Rivera and the Commanders. They've won three straight. Bill loves Heineke. I get that. I respect him. He's a scrappy quarterback that gets it done, but the Vikings are going to light up the scoreboard on Sunday. Skull Vikings, Vikings minus three and a half. I didn't mean that as an insult. (laughs) I meant that as a compliment. (laughs) I think that's... I think there's a lot of better. I think there's a lot of teams out there that would like to have Kirk Cousins, honestly, as their starting quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. I think he's got a bad rep. I, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for you know the goat Tom Brady and my team, I wouldn't mind having Kirk Cousins. I like our chances every time going in that weekend. And speaking about my team, even when we went back to the the old NFC Central. You know, time you were there with the Vikings. I was there with the Packers and the Bears and the Bucks, and I still can't stand the Packers. So my next Thank pick you. is the, you're welcome. Uh, my next pick is the uh, Packers traveling to Detroit to take on the Tigers. I think Detroit covers here. I really do. I don't have a whole heck of a lot to go on, but I have a couple trends that I found that I think you know they could. The last ten games, the Packers have played the, the Lions, the Lions are eight and two against the spread. I think they're nine and two against the spread in their last 11 games straight up. And I just really have a gut feeling. And I had a gut feeling last week about the 49ers beating the Rams and I went with it. And, and this time uh, I really feel the same thing. Every time I look at these trends, like I'm looking at one that says, the Lions are 5-0 and against the spread against the Packers at home the last five games. So I really think they're going to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. I like Detroit. I don't think they're going to win straight out, straight up, I mean. But I like them. I like them to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. I think it's going to be a good game. I like that pick, and I like it for a couple different reasons. Number one, I don't know what the exact number is, but I saw it not long ago. Aaron Rodgers and Dome Stadiums is not that good. And obviously Detroit and Minnesota, he gets to play once a year. So that helps compound those numbers. And then the other thing here is with Hawkinson, Hawkinson getting traded to the Vikings, the immediate reaction is, hey, the Lions are giving up. They don't care. 
But you see what Carolina did after trading McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. They have rallied. They're working harder. They're fighting harder. They're playing better. I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions had a similar response. Uh, So I like that pick, especially getting four and a half at home. You're going to like my pick. Uh, My third pick is actually your Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus the three over the L.A. Rams. So what team defeated Tom Brady in his final playoff (laughs) appearance? Will the Rams be the answer to that question? Or will Brady and the Bucs rally to make the playoffs again this year? It's revenge time. The Rams beat Bill's Bucks in Tampa last year, 30 to 27. This time, I'm actually not sure if the teams are going to combine to score 30 points. Tampa's averaging only 18.3 per game. The Rams are averaging 16.9. Bill and I were talking beforehand. Stafford, maybe not the same. I can't believe I bet the Rams to win the division just two weeks ago. I should have known better. Bill's Bucks ranked 30th in the luck rankings, so they're, they're due for some things to go their way. Their D is still solid, ranked 7th in the NFL, giving up just 5.1 yards per play, and they're giving up just 18.9 points per game. So both teams have disappointed. Both teams badly need the win. I just trust the Bucs a little bit more. Don't count the goat out just yet. I'm on Tampa, minus the three for Bill. Now, normally, I'd like that pick. Um, I don't know if they can cover. If you remember last year, they came from behind to get to tie the um, the Rams. And then, you know, they let Cooper Cup loose for two, you know, receptions for 40 yards. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see if Cup even plays Sunday and he may be limited on Sunday. So that could favor me as well. You know, and that's another thing that's with my next pick too: the Seahawks and Arizona. You know, I had to get exotic because I'm, I'm tired of losing. I want to win something. You know, I really want to get into the W column. And I'm looking at these numbers and I'm like, they're all even across the board. I mean, the Seahawks are four and one against this against the spread in the, the last t- in the bottom 10 defense. The Cardinals aren't really good against the spread. The over has always has scored the last five times for both of these teams. And the over actually is two, four, and one for the Cards, and the over is four and one for the Seahawks in their last five and seven games consecutively. So I had to get exotic. I had to look at something that you know I could actually put money on and win. So I looked at the first half. The first half game total is 24 and a half points. And I think this is going to be a track meet, but this is pending on if DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett can play. Both of them were limited in practice all week so far, and I don't see it changing soon before Sunday. Um, But I do like the over. I like the 24 and a half point over because they're averaging, the Seahawks are averaging 13 points in, in the first half, and the Cardinals are averaging 12 and a half points, which puts it right at 25. Who knows? I might be wrong, but my gut's telling me that, and I'm going to listen to my gut again, that the over 24 and a half in the first half for that game is going to hit. Well, I'll take 24 to three at halftime there, and we'll both be happy. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to play the Cardinals minus the two against the Seahawks. I'm going the same game, different bet. Uh, Fun fact here, Kyler Murray signed a five-year, $230 million contract. Geno Smith, he's on a one-year $3.5 million contract. Just let that sink in for a moment. But Murray's Cardinals currently ranked 30th in yards per play, just 4.9 yards per play this season. 
not the return on invest on the investment Arizona wanted to see. The Cardinals, I will admit, moved the ball last week against my Vikings, but three turnovers hurt. Hopefully James Conner's back in this one. The Seahawks D has improved in recent weeks, and now they're fourth in the NFL with 14 takeaways this season, which has really kind of helped them. By the way, if you go back to the beginning of the season, the Seahawks' future bet over-under was five and a half wins going into the season. They're currently in first place at five and three. So, so much for needing to feel sorry for Petey Carroll after losing Russell Wilson. The Seahawks, though, are now the hunted, and I like when that script flips. The Cardinals need this one. The Seahawks are the hunted. Let's see how they can handle success. And, oh, by the way, this is once again a division rival revenge game since the Seahawks won the first meeting 19-9 just a couple weeks back. Give me Arizona minus the two. So for my last game, I'm going to Kansas City. They're coming off a bye, and they're hosting the Titans, but they're a 12.5-point spread. I think I told uh, AJ last week that I would never play a double-digit spread, but guess what? I guess I lied. I think the Titans are going to come into town. I don't care if it's Malik Willis. I don't care if it's Ryan Tannehill. And I think what they're going to do is I think Brable is a great motivator. I think he's going to come in. He's going to tell them that they're on national TV, that every team will be watching them, and that you, you know they're going to question your manhood because you got a 12-and-a-half-point, you're a 12-and-a-half-point underdog at Rome, on the road. And so the Vikings are 4-1 and one against the spread against the Chiefs on the road for their last five games. So they've covered every time. And the Chiefs over the last seven years are three and four coming off a bye covering against the spread. So I really like Kansas City to win, but I really expect Tennessee behind Derrick Henry, behind running the ball, running the time off the clock. You know, they may not win, but they're certainly not going to fall down two scores. I don't think they may. They may. It might be a backdoor cover for me, but I still think 12 and a half points is too big of a spread for the professional football players that they are. And that's just what I think. What do you, um, what do you think is your best pick? What do you think is, would be your, your lock of the week? What do you feel more, most confident in? Well, I think it was that chargers pick, but I got to get my fifth pick here first because it could be this one too. And it's a crazy one. Uh, but it does tie into your Titans a little bit. I'm going to play the Colts plus the five and a half at the Patriots. Uh, the Colts are three, four and one. Patriots four and four. Let's recap the last two weeks for Indy. First, Matt Ryan gets the hook at quarterback. Then this week, the offensive coordinator gets the axe. I'm guessing that Frank Wright and the rest of the coaching staff are coaching with that sense of urgency this week. And I'm okay with that since once again, I have the Colts to win the division and I'm chasing Bill's Titans that he just backed there a moment ago. The Colts last week had costly fumbles, both inside the Washington 30. They had a touchdown ruled down at the half-yard line, and then they couldn't punch it in. They ended up settling for a field goal. They had a 16-7 lead late in the fourth quarter. They challenged a third-down play that could have maybe iced the game on the final possession for him, but it was deemed a half a yard short. They went conservative, punted the ball back. I could go on and on about that game because they should have and could have won it easily, but didn't get the job done. They ranked 31st in turnover differential, Minus 18 on the year with 16 turnovers. That needs to improve. Their defense, though, is ranked eighth in the NFL. They give up just 5.2 yards per play, and they rank seventh in points allowed at 19.6. 
So they have a solid D and that's what kind of kills me. So when I have a good D and I'm getting five and a half, I kind of like that. The Patriots are averaging only 22 points per game. They may win this game, but I just don't see them scoring enough to separate from the Colts. And I do think Sam is going to take a step forward in his second start compared to the first. He had some check down opportunities in the flat that they didn't take advantage of. This is a team that just traded Hines. Maybe that's going to give Jonathan Taylor a few more catches. Let him run. Come on, get him in the open field. I think this should be a one possession type of game. So my final pick is plus the five and a half. So Bill, I go between the Chargers at minus three and the Colts at plus five and a half. I, I think the Vikings, I, but you know, I, I have a tough time putting the Vikings at the number one spot for me because I am very biased, of course. Uh, so I'm, final answer to that question is the Chargers minus three. What about you? What's your favorite play of those five for you? I like the Jaguars. I like the Jaguars at home. I think they're going to figure out how to win a game, you know, at home. And I think the Raiders are just, I, I think they're a mess. I don't think Josh McDaniels is a very good coach right now. I don't think he's got it figured out. I think he will eventually, but I just like the Jaguars. It's a small spread. And I think the Jaguars will win straight up. And also about your Colts, um, your Colts pick. I like it. I like it only because the Patriots are averaging 126 yards per game rushing against the Colts 87.75. They're 29th and 22nd in rushing yards per game. But I think if Belichick gets a lead, he doesn't care about the point spread. He doesn't care if he wins by three, five, two, one. Doesn't matter. I think he's going to run the ball. I think he's going to run timeout. And I think he, you, I think that's a great pick. I think it's a way too big of a spread for that game. For the type of game it's going to be. That's that's kind of what yeah. I was thinking too. So yeah, I like that. We're on the same wavelength there. Any other major thoughts here for week nine? Um, I have actually for tomorrow night. I think there's a. I have a couple of prop bets if I can throw them out there. Uh, Houston's. Houston's eighth in the league, giving up passing yards. They're very good defense in in the pass game. I think one good prop bet would be AJ Brown under the seventy yards. It's a minus one fourteen right now, and I think it's on Fanduel. Also, Jalen Hurts over forty one yards rushing. Houston's rushing defense is twenty second in the league. It's actually thirty um, first in yards per carry. So I really think the, the Eagles are going to run the ball. I think they're going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be 14 and a half points either. But those, and I like Miles Sanders over the 80 yards rushing at a minus 114 on Fandle. I really think they're going to run the ball. They're going to run timeout. And I think the Eagles are going to win. To me, that sounds and, like uh, you watched that Titan game against the Texans where Derrick Henry just ran it, ran it, ran it, ran it. Yep. Uh, yep. It, it sounds like the Eagles are going to go, hey, let's just copy that same thing and hope in four days they didn't make it the defensive adjustments they needed to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what's going to happen. And I look forward to it. I hope everybody cashes some tickets. I've been part of the Fade Me podcast on my own. So, you know, hopefully everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good time and can uh, cash some tickets with us. Yeah. We, hey, half the season to go, Bill. It's not how you start. It's how you finish to begin with. Uh, so let's recap my five, and then I'll throw it to you to recap yours once again. I am on the Chargers minus the three at Atlanta. I'm on the Minnesota Vikings minus the three and a half at Washington. And just to get it on the record, I do think Kirk Cousins will string together three consecutive playoff victories this year to quiet the critics. I'm on the record with that. Now I'm on the Buccaneers minus the three over the Rams. I'm on the Cardinals minus the two over the Seahawks. I'm on the Colts plus the five and a half over the Patriots. 
Bill, why don't you recap your card again? I'm on the Dolphins and Bears under the 44 points. I'm on the Jags beating the Raiders by one point as a home dog. I like the Packers in Detroit. Detroit covers that four-and-a-half-point spread. The Seahawks and the Cardinals first half over the 24-and-a-half points. And the Titans covering 12-and-a-half-point spread at Kansas City. Bill, I love it. I can't wait to see our bankrolls increase come Sunday afternoon and evening. And uh, thank you for joining me as always. And everyone else, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.